You are the people in history they warned us about! Pay attention! <laughs> Get ready, it's time for the Other American View podcast, your audience participation podcast. We're going to go over the headline news, focus on trending stories, add a little commentary, maybe some quick-witted humor, and of course, politics. We're going to cover your crazy government, and we're going to go into everyone's favorite, sports. You'll hear the rants. Every goddamn thing is politics and race, and I'm losing my mind over it. Just want to watch sports. The views. Problem with humanity today is ignorance, arrogance, and apathy. Keep taking the road of least resistance. Keep listening to the TV brainwashing you from birth. And some craziness from the people who want to participate. No, you tell me that I, you have a doctor's note not to wear this. No man, Oliver will always be number one in my book. So get ready, buckle up, and let's go for a ride. Thanks for listening to today's show. As we had indicated in our prior show, we are traveling for business. We were in D.C. Now we're going into Boston for business. So today's show is going to be an abbreviated show. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we'll get back to our normal schedule very soon. So please continue to spread the word. Go to our website, theotheramericanview.com. Tell us your opinions. We'll get you on air. Spread the word on social media and go to theotheramericanview.com and click on one, our Patreon button and please contribute to one of our tiers. Your contributions will help our show continue to grow. So enjoy today's show and let us know what you think. So there's a million headlines regarding the Russia-Ukraine inevitable war that's going to happen. Business Insider Germany acts as pivotal Nord Stream 2 pipeline, bringing Russian gas to Europe after Putin sends troops to Ukraine. Reuters reports UK to immediately impose hard economic sanctions on Russia, Prime Minister Johnson says. Reuters also reports Ukraine may break off diplomatic ties with Russia, President says. EU may ban trade in Russia's state bonds, sanctions, hundreds of people. The Guardian, UN condemns Russia as Putin orders troops over the border. Reuters again, Turkey's Erdogan says Russia's recognition of Ukraine breakaway regions unacceptable. DW reports Ukraine's latest, Russia faces fresh sanctions. So basically, these are going to be your headlines for the next several weeks until they actually invade. Or when they do invade, then it's going to be nothing but headlines about the invasion, the killings, what's going on. So this is Putin just at his will going in when the world is at its weakest, which means our president is the weakest probably in history. So he figures this is the time to do it. They're obviously doing it for a reason. At the end of the day, the economic sanctions aren't going to impact Putin whatsoever, at least in the interim. But why doesn't everybody just cut this country off completely? The concern here um, from the other American view is he's probably in alignment with China. And those are the two countries you got to worry about, China and Russia. I would not anticipate any invasions on the United States, of course. The issue is how much ruin are they going to cause on our economic side, our cyber side. They're going to constantly fuck with us all the time. We shouldn't allow any of them to invest in our country. 
So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We need a real president in office that's not going to put up with any bullshit. But then again, we do not want a war. We don't want to go to war. Tired of having our men and women go to these countries only to not have a victory. They're destroyed. They're either dead, maimed, mentally unstable. And what do we do when they get back? There's a little bit of treatment and then they throw them to the side and you see tunnels to tower where the American citizens got to donate to help these people for the rest of their lives. This is what your government does. It's just pathetic. Reuters is reporting Ugandans would face fines, jail for refusing COVID jab under new law. Unbelievable. I guess you lose your right to um, get a vaccination in Uganda. So it's already been proven and study that the vaccine does not prevent you from catching it and doesn't prevent you from spreading it. There's going to be a million mutants and strains that are going to continue for God knows how long. You have an option now to get it, but the Ugandans need to uh, wake up. But other than that, we need to mention our disclaimer. Our views on COVID are strictly for entertainment purposes. You need to follow your government, federal government, state government, local governments regarding COVID advice and or direction and discretion. Again, our views are strictly for entertainment purposes. You need to make up your own mind based upon what your government is providing you. Interesting one, CNN, sexual harassment and assault linked to high blood pressure in women, the study says. So women who reported having experienced both sexual assault and workplace sexual harassment had a 21% risk of hypertension, a new study found. Hypertension is a key risk factor for cardiovascular disease, and cardiovascular disease is the top killer of women, causing one in three deaths each year, according to the American Heart Association. The statistics show that up to 44% of women report sexual assault, and up to 80% of women report workplace sexual harassment, yet this exposure is not widely recognized as a contributor to women's cardiovascular health. says, our finding that experiencing both sexual assault and workplace sexual harassment had the highest risk of hypertension underscores the potential compounding effects of multiple sexual violence exposure on women, long-term cardiovascular health. Well, of course, it's going to create hypertension and stress. I think the other thing they need to look into is individuals that unfortunately experience this horrific event sometimes tend to find solace in food, start to eat a lot, and therefore eat the wrong things also and gain weight. And this has a, a chain effect. So I'd be curious to know the health of these individuals physically and how much that contributed to the hypertension and cardiovascular health issues that they've suffered from. Associated Press reports Hong Kong orders mandatory COVID-19 tests for all residents. Well, what good is that going to do? By the time you get the test results back, you might have been already past peak of spreading it, and then you may have tested negative and you caught it. So I'm not sure what this is going to accomplish. doesn't make any sense. You have to be tested within that window of symptoms. Within the article, apparently says Hong Kong is experiencing its worst epidemic with the Omicron variant. So therefore, they're looking to test everybody. But I'm not, again, not sure what this is going to accomplish. So what do they want you to do? Everybody test in the ones that are positive quarantine. Again, you have to be within that testing window get the results three to five days later, and voila, you could have caught it, even though your test came back negative. So it's kind of a moot point. But what do we know? 
this is Hong Kong's government. This isn't the United States government. So our disclaimer applies to the United States governments. And again, our comments and or views are for entertainment purposes only, not to be construed as medical advice. So the Athletic is reporting that 28 U.S. women's national team players who sued the U.S. soccer for pay discrimination in 2019 have reached a proposed settlement with the Federation. The U.S. soccer uh, has agreed to pay $22 million in back pay as a direct compensation to the players as part of a resolution of the long legal dispute which goes back to 2016 complaint filed by the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. The Federation will also put an additional $2 million into a, a fund dedicated to players' post-playing careers and charitable endeavors for a total of $24 million. Each player will be able to apply for up to $50,000 from the fund, and the players will also be in charge of proposing how the $22 million payment will be distributed between them subject to final approval by the court. So the settlement is contingent upon the ratification of a new collective bargaining agreement between the Players Association and the Federation. The two sides are currently operating under a memorandum of understanding, which runs through the end of March. Once the new CBA has been ratified, the district court will be able to schedule a final approval of this settlement. Well, good for the women who are fighting for pay equity. I thought a little while back that the courts originally decided that they actually would be being paid more than fairly, so I'm not sure what that's all about. This appears to be something that um, they were going to continue to sue them, and maybe the Federation decided to just throw money at them. Don't know. At the end of the day, they do have a right to fight for pay equity. We support women's sports, but the question is, there should not be a subsidizing of other sports from a singular one, such as men's soccer, subsidizing the women's soccer, because the men should be able to profit based on their product and the eyes that are watching them and the revenues they're earning. They should not have to share and vice versa. So based upon the revenues that the women generate, sure, they should have the right to negotiate or collectively bargain for fair earnings or distribution of those earnings. New York Post, Kamala Harris slammed for word salad response to Ukraine-Russia questions. Let me tell you, you watch this woman speak and respond to questions, it's, it's mind-blowing that this is a vice president of the United States. So it goes on to say, a segment of her response was, I mean, listen, guys, we're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. Been over 70 years, and though those 70 years, there has been peace and security. We are talking about a real possibility of war in Europe. So they're out there on Twitter slamming her saying, did I just watch Kamala Harris claim there's been peace in Europe for 70 years? The Washington Examiner reporter Jerry Dunleavy pointed out that those 70 years of peace and security included Yugoslavia civil wars in the 90s as well as Russia attacks on Georgia and Ukraine. Berlin Wall only came down three decades ago, so I quibble with 70 years so that it's not true that there have been no wars in Europe for 70 years. And nor do I consider the Soviet occupation of Eastern Europe peace and security. So Matt Whitlock tweeted out, sending perpetually unprepared Kamala Harris over to attempt to quell a geopolitical crisis is such an outrageous move. This is word salad. May God help us all. Agonized Sean Parnell, former GOP House and Senate candidate. We are being led by total buffoons. 
Well, the other American view can agree with that. I don't know which is more frightening. Joe Biden with what he's done after 40 plus years serving our government or this total incompetent idiot that nobody likes, has no brain power whatsoever and does nothing but condemn the United States and she's our vice president. It's really fucking sick and scary if Joe Biden goes down and we got this woman in charge. If there's anybody to hide in a bunker, just hide her in the freaking basement and have a bunch of handlers running each department, just run their departments and put out speeches for her from her basement. Have her read the teleprompter without any press in front of her and then just disappear. It is really, really sad. No wonder why Putin is invading everything in sight because he knows the United States is gutless. We're in turmoil and chaos for the last two years and we have weak people in office. Got a bunch of fucking idiots underneath them that they appointed. Our military's woke. It's a total friggin' disaster. And oh boy, Kyle Rittenhouse is a star now. Washington Times. Kyle Rittenhouse Media Accountability Project aims to hold activist outlets accountable in court. Well, that pretty much speaks for itself. No need to go into it. So he's going to be the poster boy for this project. He'll go on tour. He's probably going to get paid six figures to seven figures. I wonder what's happening with his lawsuit against the President of the United States who called him a white supremacist without any facts. Hmm. Let's see what happens. The white supremacist who said, I don't want my schools to look like an urban jungle. The white supremacist president who spoke at Senator Byrd, a KKK leader, saying what a great man at his funeral. Unbelievable. The man who wrote the bill that incarcerated more black men in history and then later apologized and said it was a mistake. Yep, that's your fucking president. And anybody who's listened to this, sorry, you voted for him. This was the best you can do out of all those Democrats that were put up for the nominee for the Democratic Party. I guess the media brainwashed you too. You need to focus and pay attention a little more clearly with what you're doing when you go to that ballot box. And then this one's kind of funny. Raw story. Racist became more racist during Trump years, according to science. Really? What science is that? It's all it did is anybody that was a racist got a little more riled up because Trump was in the office. It's all it did. But the article does say, according to 13 studies published by the Journal of Nature Human Behavior, the presidency of Donald Trump ushered in a wave of overt racism, with the researchers also bluntly stating a person claiming to be a supporter of the former president is likely to express racist views. Really? That's the science? A supporter of the former president is likely to express. Translate likely. Out of 10 people who support Trump, what is the percentage? 5? 50%? 9 out of 10? 90%? Likely. What is likely? And Courthouse News is reporting racial and religious prejudice increased significantly among Trump supporters during his presidency based on studies, interviews with more than 10,000 participants. According to the report in the journal, says these results suggest that Trump's presidency coincided with substantial change in topography of prejudice in the United States. Regardless of what we controlled for, Trump's support remains a robust predictor of increase of prejudice, the report says. So Tim Hagel of the University of Iowa was asked for a comment. Said the attacks on Trump supporters by opponents of the former president likely contributed to their coming out of the closet and spouting racist rhetoric. The left didn't want to just demonize Trump. They wanted to demonize the people who supported Trump. If you keep calling people racist, pretty soon they're going to say, this is what I believe. You can say anything you want about me that you want. 
Author Stephen Farnsworth chimed in, Trump was able to be a vehicle to express one's frustration with political correctness and tolerance. He didn't create it. These hostilities existed before him, but he was the vehicle to channel that grievance. Well, we agree with Stephen Farnsworth on that one. But people, you need to wake up. Where's the videotapes of Trump saying, I don't want my schools to be an urban jungle? Where's Trump speaking at a eulogy saying, this guy was my mentor and he was a KKK leader and that he was a great man? Where's the bill that Trump put up and got signed for incarcerating more black men in history? Where's the video of Trump saying he apologizes for that bill and it was a mistake? Oh, that's old Joe Biden, but you don't hear a single word about that. Oh, and that's right, your racist president dated a black woman. Fascinating. Did Joe Biden date any black women? Yeah, there you go. Brainwashed by the media again. Slam titles and statements down your fucking throat every day. And the stupid people believe this shit. And the media outlets run with it. Well, I don't know. Is there science in media? Well, the science I just spouted off about Biden is all true. Associated Press is reporting, Prosecutors in charge of Trump criminal probe have resigned. Hmm. Wonder why. Goes on to say, the two prosecutors in charge of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into former President Donald Trump and his business dealings suddenly resigned Wednesday, throwing the future of the probe into question. A spokesperson for the District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, confirmed that the resignations of Carrie Dune and former Mafia prosecutor Mark Pomerantz both started the probe under former District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. and were asked to stay when Bragg took office in January. Dune, the office's former general counsel, argued before the U.S. Supreme Court in a successful fight for Trump's tax records. Pomerantz was brought out of private practice by Vance just last year to add his expertise in white-collar investigations to the probe. Goes on to say, we are grateful for their service, said Bragg spokesperson Danielle Filson. She declined to comment further, saying the investigation is ongoing. New York Times citing sources reported that Dune and Pomerantz quit after Bragg raised doubts about pursuing a case against Trump. Goes on to say Bragg, limited by ethics rules from discussing the case in detail, said at the time that he was getting up to speed on the Trump investigation and that he would follow the facts. He didn't offer a timeline for the charging decision. It's a matter that's personally, as you would imagine, on my radar screen and that I'm mindful of paying attention to, Bragg said. I think these are all tactics, people. All tactics. They follow through with these accusations. They file all the papers. They go through all the subpoenas. It continues to get all kinds of headlines in the news because it takes months. So they want to have this narrative that Trump or anybody else for that matter did something completely wrong. You're brainwashed by it. And then when it comes up to potentially trying to disclose it, it just disappears as if it never happened. And then they go on to the next negative falsified story. So we'll see what happens with this. CNN, woman who live streamed U.S. Capitol attacks sentenced to 45 days in jail. Why is CNN saying Capitol attack? What happened to insurrection? So I guess it is not an insurrection. So only 45 days. Well, who really cares? You're going to drag this shit on up until the midterms, and then you're going to see this insurrection thing just slowly disappear until Trump runs for president, because they're not going to find him guilty of anything. The Verge, Twitter accounts sharing video from Ukraine are being suspended. 
when they are needed most. Hmm. I guess Twitter, of course, is on the side of your Democratic corporate controlled leaders. Of course, your President Biden, because they don't want to make them look bad. They're going to try to hide a major war that's going to develop where there's so many countries involved so that the U.S. doesn't look weak. You could, they could forget about it. They can't cover up for Biden and any decisions he needs to make on this one. That's the bottom line. According to CNBC, CDC says waiting longer between Pfizer Moderna doses may reduce rare myocarditis risk for younger men. Fantastic. There you go. They're stating that there is the potential for risk in younger men. So social media police, this is from the CDC and CNBC. It's not our voice. So do not shut us down. Remember, our opinions are for entertainment purposes only. Follow your governments, federal, state, and local regarding COVID. Fox News, Minnesota middle school students given tips for BLM protests. White students told not to speak. Fascinating because they'll probably get attacked. According to the guide that's given out, it says, especially if you're white, if they're offering the megaphone for anyone to speak, it's not for you. Goes on to say, if they're going to participate to wear nondescript clothing, refrain from taking pictures of vandals' faces. If they're white, avoid talking into a megaphone. So it's an issue of the Rhino Report, a student newspaper at Justice Page Middle School, featured a front-page article from a student entitled, Protest tips and etiquette, says in it, the students encouraged others to join protests surrounding the police-involved fatal shooting of 22-year-old Amir Locke, which the student claimed was murdered, though an investigation is still underway and no charges have been brought against law enforcement. Says when it comes to Black Lives Matter protests, if you're not black, remember that you're there to show support and amplify black voices. Unbelievable. So glad this promotes unity and not separatism. Fascinating. Talk about suppression. Guess you got to suppress everybody else. Wonderful. Hmm. Here's an interesting one from the small town mayor who screwed up everything in transportation. New York Post. Pete Buttigieg's mayoral campaign donor scored $33 million in city contracts. So apparently there's raising concerns over pay-to-play deals, which he dished out funds for the National Infrastructure Package. The Transportation Secretary's Mayoral Political Action Committee accepted money from at least 23 companies that were later awarded more than $33 million in contracts for city projects. So the company executives and spouses donated a total of 253000 in change to Buttigieg's campaigns and won at least $33 million in change in contracts between 2011 and 2019. See, people, they're all scumbags. You got to vote them out. The money's good. How much of that $33 million is <clears throat> uh, kicked back to Buttigieg in some form or another? Let's follow the money trail. Are there subcontractors to these contractors? Who owns that subcontracting business? Who's on the board of those subcontracting businesses? Who's an employee on that subcontracting business? That's where they got to keep digging and digging. They funnel the money all over the fucking place. So something's up. Never trust your politicians. One term, vote them out, period. Fox News, Biden's foreign affairs approval plummets to 40%, according to the Gallup poll. No shit, this guy's a total fucking train wreck. CTV News, Trudeau set to revoke Emergencies Act. Well, I can tell you right now, this guy isn't getting elected again. Probably the most hated person in Canada right now. Again on CTV News, Ottawa is redoing Valentine's Day on March 14 because of the convoy protests. Really? 
Give us a break now. Come on. Reuters is reporting Iceland's to lift all COVID-19 restrictions this week on Friday. There you go. It's exactly what's going to happen in the U.S. They're going to lift everything within the next month or two. Masks, vaccines. That's our prediction. It is for entertainment purposes only. Our social media police because we think they don't want a bad taste in everyone's mouth coming up to the midterm elections. They figure you'll forget about it if they lift everything months earlier rather than later. So again, our opinions and thoughts are for entertainment purposes only. New York Post, it should be illegal. New York City landlords slap tenants with huge rent hikes. Well, I'm sure they're doing it within the laws of the city uh, or state of New York, so not so sure about that one. Interesting one, CNN, Barclays freezes ex-CEO's $29 million bonus as regulators probe links to Jeffrey Epstein. How the heck can they freeze the man's money because he's linked to Epstein? He needs to be proven guilty of something where there's an court order to freeze his assets. So not sure about that. Looking further into it, it says they're withholding shares worth as much as $29 million from former CEO Jess Staley pending the outcome of an investigation by British banking regulators into his relationship with Epstein. Staley has owned 9.1 million unvested shares that are subject to performance measures according to the annual report. He holds another 2.1 million unvested shares that are not subject to performance review. If it's in the contract, how in the hell can they deny the man of his earnings for a job he performed? Has nothing to do with what he did in his personal life unless something's tied into the company. Unless in his leadership role they have some wild ethics clause that they can stop any performance bonuses if he's found guilty while still under the tenure and the releasing of any payouts, maybe but I highly doubt it. Gotta love this headline. Business Insider. Apple Store employees have been using Android phones to help keep their unionizing efforts secret, report says. Huh, wonder why. I guess Apple can spy on them. Fascinating. Does go on to say Apple staff in at least eight Apple stores have begun to union drives, according to the Washington Post. They're basically stating um, that their wages hadn't kept pace with inflation. Well, this is uh, pretty smart. They're doing it to avoid any snooping by Apple, so good for them. Then again, if they were really smart, they should just have um, communication as a plant. They should get on their Android phones and put out wrong information and then see if Apple counters their wrong information out there and then they nail them for spying. Then there you go. Then they'll have a class action suit like you wouldn't believe. So that would be even better. So that's going to do it for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Please go to theotheramericanview.com and send us your feedback. And remember, if you want to be on the show and have an email read, just send us an email through theotheramericanview.com. You want to come on the show and voice your view, have a rant, again, theotheramericanview.com, as well as if you want to debate a guest, please send us an email. And for this show to have continued success, please go to Patreon, The Other American View, and see what tier is right for you. Please go to Twitter and follow us. And wherever you're listening to our podcast, please like us. Again, tell all your friends and spread the word. There's a podcast out there for you and your voice. The Audience Participation Podcast, The Other American View. (laughs) 